Oh, we're back. Feels like it was just seconds ago that we were talking again. Mere seconds ago, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Through the magic of technology. Oh gosh. Yep. All right. No, but Skype is gonna is gonna behave itself this time. We've still got our drinks. Everything is guys, audacity like never messes up anything. So I don't know why you use all this other crazy cool stuff. I know, right? The fancier the technology that you use, the the more problems you have. Right. Okay, so Friday night, Friday night, everyone's done work. I mean, I've got a hell of a weekend coming up, but let's just ignore that. Uh, what are what's on tap? Well, speaking of fancy technology that's prone to failure, uh, <laughs> we have some oh, interesting no. news <laughs> coming from Adobe this week, <laughs> don't we? <laughs> oh, oh guys, are you already drunk? No, 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 no. Way ahead carry on. Me. Sorry. You're... <laughs> Oh, okay. <clears throat> yep, Adobe News. We're never gonna get any of those guys back on the show. Oh come on! I mean, that's fair. I think that I think that's fair criticism. Uh yeah. You know what? It is. It is a little fair. Um, yeah, we even had Dan tell us his story. Uh, of course, we're speaking about the new versions of Lightroom versions in plural because there are several of them. Bear with us. It'll all make sense. <laughs> no, it won't make sense. It won't make a lick of sense. There's a new new version. There's a new old version. And and friend of the show, Dan Hawk, was uh, updating his catalog, migrating over to the new version. And he had a nightmare of, a, of an issue that for a few hours rendered his entire Lightroom basically unusable. And then he wasted the better part of a day trying to get everything back up yeah. and running in a useful speed. Yeah. So that's not that's not great. And it's it's simply unacceptable for a professional grade piece of software that's supposed to just work because people, well, their livelihoods depend on that app just working. So yeah. this wasn't a great upgrade experience. Uh, far from it, actually. Now let's let's back up for a second. So as we record this, we're only several days post um, announcement. So Adobe has a yearly, um, I guess it's a convention really, or a, a big show called Max, um, where they unveil their newest technologies, the stuff that they're working on, they release apps, um, big updates, blah, blah, blah. So we had some hints um, beforehand because of some leaks that uh, a new version of Lightroom was incoming. And in fact, we've known about a new version of Lightroom um, for a while now, because I don't remember if it was last year or something like that, but it, some news broke about something called Project Nimbus, which was supposed to be a desktop app that took a lot of the DNA from Lightroom Mobile, which has been evolving sort of in a its own parallel course. Um, and so Project Nimbus turns out to be Lightroom. And yeah, like, let's get this straight. They should have just stuck with the Nimbus name. Okay, yeah. So Nimbus is Lightroom CC. Awesome name. That is the... That is the official thing. So what was Project Nimbus is now Lightroom CC. What used to be Lightroom CC is now Lightroom Classic. Lightroom CC Classic. Lightroom Classic CC? Lightroom... Oh, boy. Lightroom yeah, CC that's the new Lightroom. Lightroom. <laughs> <laughs> so Lightroom CC is the new, new Lightroom, and Lightroom Classic CC is the new, old Lightroom. Exactly. Is that exactly. it? Old, new. Got it. Right. So okay. we've got two parallel versions of Lightroom, one of which... Wait a second. I need a drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, one of which is entirely cloud focused and the other of which is basically a continuation of the Lightroom that we know and love. So classic is is if you are a current Lightroom user no and, love. and you haven't no, updated no yet. No and love. <laughs> I, 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 I can't say that with a straight face. <laughs> no. Man, I managed it. I didn't crack up at all. No yeah, and no. Love. And we ruined it for you. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Totally. <laughs> I was doing so well. 
Um, the, the Lightroom that we know is uh, is Lightroom Classic. So basically, if you haven't updated anything yet, you're just catching up on the news, you're trying to figure out what to do, um, Lightroom Classic is what you're after. It is the safe upgrade. It basically continues to work as you know it. Um, it has gained some new features. And more importantly, especially for those of us who've been complaining about performance, it has been retooled um, internally so that it is much faster for things like rendering previews uh, or displaying files that haven't uh, had previews rendered yet, importing new files, right. things like that. It's a quicker version of the Lightroom that you already know. Yeah, it's it's a lot faster, except when it's not, and and it just works, except when it doesn't. Except when it doesn't, right? So this <laughs> is where much this it. is where Dan Hawk's experience has not exactly encouraged us um, as far as its early performance. But I have to say that is an outlier because on my own machine and with my own library, I have definitely noticed the performance gains. I haven't had any sort of weird issues. I have imported some new files, and they they, you know, it's it's worked as I expected. So. I don't I don't know what went on with Dan's machine, but um, for the record, it's not like it's all bad or anything like that. It's, you know, MacBook Pro with touch bar. That's the problem. Yeah, potentially the touch bar and the bad keyboard. Just they're leaking into everything. There's dust in his Lightroom. <laughs> <laughs> Good episode title. Actually, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a funny music video. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Did you guys uh, watch yeah, that yeah. video? No. Yeah. That was good. Uh, you was didn't? Good. No. The Jonathan <laughs> Mann song? Oh, <laughs> okay, okay. okay. He's yes, holding sir. the laptop above his head. Oh, that was good. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. So, new Lightroom. You've been trying it, haven't you, Marius? I have, yeah. So, um, well, actually, I think we both need to fess up here because we are both in the process of um, working our way towards migrating. So yeah. one of the fun parts about having two versions of Lightroom now is that you you have this option to um, basically either ignore Lightroom CC or migrate your library from Lightroom Classic into Lightroom CC, which means essentially it's going to take all of your raw files, beam them into Adobe's cloud, and then you get to take full advantage of all the cross-platform niceties that Lightroom CC brings to the table. And they are really quite nice. Like, I'm, I'm very eager to do this, obviously. Yeah, um, so, so am I. But it means that there's quite a process um, behind it. And so you and I have been doing um, something that isn't strictly necessary, but because of the way that the migration process works, um, we've been cleaning up our Lightroom catalogs a little bit, getting rid yeah. of, you know, older photos. And in my case, I, I've been deleting uh, the JPEGs from raw JPEG pairs because Lightroom CC does not um, stack them the way that Lightroom Classic does. So I didn't want to end up with a bunch of, uh, you know, duplicate previews. Um, so it's been a long couple of days of just sort of sorting through old photos, deciding what I want to keep, deciding how I want to organize things. Um, what have what have you been up to? Because you've been doing similar but slightly different stuff on your end. Yeah, I've just been discarding, you know, all those pictures that you keep they're not really keepers, but you keep them around just in case. Yeah. You know, that the the files that are slightly out of focus or that the composition is not very interesting. Normally I would just delete them, but since storage is so cheap these days, I've been developing a habit of just hoarding every digital file I have. Yep. You and so so I look at this as a sort of much needed bit of digital housekeeping, so to speak. Yeah. And uh, and I think it's a it's a healthy habit to get into. So I, I remember this afternoon we were discussing it over Slack. 
for a second there, I considered starting a brand new catalog from scratch with my pictures from 2017. Right. Because I like the idea of having, you know, a yearly catalog, uh, a different f catalog file for every year mm -hmm. uh, in order to keep the sizes more reasonable and the number of pictures more manageable. But then you said that performance isn't really that much different from having many more images, that, that it doesn't have an impact on performance. So... I decided, okay, let's do it. Let's jump in, uh, you know, straight on and, and migrate the entire catalog. But first I wanted to just get rid of all those images that first they are not really worth keeping around and much less upgrading to the cloud, of course. And second, also I've removed the pictures that I don't really want to have available in the cloud. Right. I'm still keeping a local copy of them, but it, it, they're pictures that are I don't know, bar pictures with my friends. I don't need to have them on all my devices synced. Sure, yeah. So yeah, I've I've just been doing a bit of cleanup and um well, just this afternoon in a couple hours, I've deleted over two hundred and fifty gigabytes of images. Nice. So oh my word. Yeah. It feels nice. <laughs> Suddenly my library is not so big. <laughs> yeah. Weight of the world lifted from your shoulders. I actually didn't even count like exactly how much I deleted yesterday but because yesterday was my big deletion day today I was sort of reorganizing things um, because one of the one of the consequences of migration is that you lose your folder hierarchy Lightroom CC does not right. recognize the existence of folders so essentially what it will do is it will look at your catalog and say all right all of the collections get migrated over as what are now called albums but the files themselves are just absorbed in without any sort of uh, regard for what your favorite folders it just it, no no more folders folders are gone folders do not Sweet. exist in Lightroom CC Get which rid I of like folders. I'm happy actually what happens apparently behind the scenes is that it reorganizes them into yearly and monthly folders which happens to be exactly how I organize them on my hard drive anyway so nice. um, I feel like I'm in tune with Lightroom CC on that front but I had to get rid of a bunch of older stuff because but that's a I have to say that's a bit weird I, I would have expected it to create albums based on your current folder structure because that would have made more sense. Uh, and then you can just group albums as you see fit if you don't want that much granularity in your catalog. Uh, the other way around is it feels more problematic because in my case, I have a lot of folders and they are all separate events. But then I, I also have collections and I guess you could say the collections are a subset of the folders because not all pictures that are in the folders are also in collections. Right, yep. So it's a bit of a mess. If I import all of my catalog and I'm I'm going to get the collections transformed into what are now called albums, what happens with the rest of the pictures? Are they just going to be floating around somewhere? Yeah, basically. That's that's exactly what's going to happen. That's, that's, that's not ideal. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's going to look a lot like uh, iCloud Photo Library, basically. It's going to be one right. large repository of photos, and then you're going to be able to use Lightroom CC's new uh, search intelligence and, you know, the ability to filter views and all of that to kind of extract whatever subset of photos you're looking for. Um, and then you can, you know, put them in albums manually if you want to or right. not. And that's actually one of the things that I'm curious about for my own usage, whether or not I'm going to find value in creating albums or will it be so easy to surface the photos that I'm after that I don't really find it necessary to um, go through the process of, of manually creating albums for things? So it's it's really a, a brave new world in terms of how we're going to be interacting with our catalogs. Um, I think people who 
who already worked mainly with collections and kept their folder structure pretty generic, I think they're going to find the uh, transition uh, more seamless, uh, which is why I, I was sort of in the middle because over the past couple of years, I've done what I described, which is, you know, year and month folders for the photo files and then collections to, uh, you know, pull together events or particular trips right. or whatever the case right. may be. So I, you know, two years worth was great, but everything older than that is just a crapshoot. It's random folders of events. It's sometimes dates. It's uh, it's all over the place. So that took a while to clean up. Um, but Josh, you're also joining us, aren't you? Like you're you were also excited. Yeah, for sure. So so I, before I get into me, I would love talking about me, of course, but we'll talk a little bit more about you guys. <laughs> I need to understand, like when I was listening to these or reading these announcements, I don't listen to anything. Uh, when I re when I was reading these announcements, all I could imagine in my head was Marius going, no, 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 no. And then like Alvaro coming up with some sort of technical reason as to why to not adopt Lightroom CC. And now here both of you are jumping into it. I'm impressed. So my question is why? Where is like, where, what, where, how did the balance, the scale tip in favor of Lightroom CC out of all this for you guys? I blame the wine. Oh, the best reason. Okay, good technical reason. No, but seriously, <laughs> it, it might be the wine talking, but I've decided to be open-minded about this. Like, I, I don't think it makes sense to fight the new sort of philosophy of the product because that's clearly the way of the future and you're going to have to adapt sooner or later. Yeah, And sure. I don't want to do it, you know, 50%. I don't want to jump in, but then be complaining about how it doesn't respect my existing habits. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that they're, the way that they've designed this service to work must make sense on some level, even if, even if it takes them getting used to. So I'm willing to give it a shot and, and an honest shot at that. I, I don't want to second guess my choices. I'm just going to jump in and see how it feels and give it a, a fair bit of time to, to see if things work out for me or not. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm basically in the same boat. Um, to me, actually, what what sealed the deal was the fact that the migration process is uh, is non-destructive in the sense that it doesn't uh, remove your existing Lightroom Classic library. It doesn't um, like you, you can basically keep both things working in parallel. You can keep both things uh, in sync even. And um, best of all, in Lightroom CC, there's actually an option to always keep a local copy downloaded of your raw files. So it means if you don't necessarily trust Adobe's cloud yet because you haven't really, and realistically, I'm in that boat too. I mean, I've been a CC subscriber from the beginning, but I don't necessarily trust their cloud because I've never used it to store files. I've never really, uh, you know, done much with it until, you know, the past year, a little bit with Lightroom Mobile. But now to suddenly go from zero to here, have all of my photos, that's a big ask. So I think that the fact they they allowed me to maintain a local copy of everything is great because it means, sure, you know, vacuum them up into the Adobe cloud. I will be able to tell if you take care of them or not because, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how that evolves over time. But meanwhile, I can keep a local copy. My backups keep working the way that I um, have them set up right now. And more importantly, my Lightroom Classic catalog stays functional as is as well. So I'm not really... Uh, there's nothing to lose, in other words. So, right. you know, jumping in with both feet, yes, adopt the new workflow, sure thing. But it's also not like I'm giving things up along the way. Well, except for photo merge and panoramas and presets well, and tone curves. But that's <laughs> stuff that I don't give up because they still work in Lightroom CC Classic. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, that's what I mean. It's yeah, not in sure. the same app, but I'm not like 
I'm not suddenly incapable of doing those things, even within their ecosystem. Yeah, fair enough. So I'm safe to assume that both of you guys jumped into the photography plan, which is still, or, or the photography plan plus or whatever it is, which is still the $10 US a month. And that gives you classic CC and 20 gigs of storage or one terabyte of storage for 20 bucks a month. Is that what you guys did? One terabyte of storage for $20. Uh, I haven't done anything yet because I still haven't migrated, but I think I'm going to go with the classic uh, the, the the plan that includes all of the photography apps and one terabyte of, of storage, which is okay. $20 a month. Marius? I'm actually a little stuck on this one because I, oh, right. I'm a I'm a full CC subscriber. I, I have access to all of the apps. And so my plan actually only has uh, 100 gigabytes of storage right now. And that's uh, not even enough to, <laughs> that's not even enough to fit the Romania trip, let alone Africa or uh, you know, everything. So I'm, I'm actually right. in a position where I have to decide if it makes more sense to um, switch to a personal photography plan of some sort and then keep the work stuff on a separate account or just upgrade storage for the work account, which I can do. Um, either option is like a giant leap forward in terms of price. Like I'm going to be paying Adobe a lot more money Um pretty much no matter how I do this. Um, so I'm, I'm still kind of... Oh, they're going to love us. Yes. They're going to love us. And it's, you know, <laughs> you know what? I, I just want to say this because there's going to be a lot of people who are like, oh, I'm, you know, I, I hate subscription software. I don't want to pay the money. Like I make my living with Adobe software and it's not just Photoshop and Lightroom. It's InDesign, it's Premiere, it's uh, Audition. It's like, you know, the fact that I can pay only $100 a month or, you know, $1,200 a year, $1,500 a year, whatever it is, for access to the tools that I use, like it's, it's not, it's not a price problem. It's just the fact that I I'm suddenly, you know, from budgeting a certain amount per month, now I'm budgeting twice that per month. So it's a, it's a question of finances rather than like value. Different industry here, but at the end of the day, my boss just updated all the accounting software for like three computers. And that was like four grand for the, for the year. And that's every year. So it's, you know, and that's one program like that's, you know, (laughs) yeah. Photography software is cheap, whether we like to admit it or not. Uh, Granted, accountants might make more on a daily basis than some photographers, but like it's still cheap. I think the big problem here is that the um, there's a feeling that the pricing is not friendly to non-professional photographers. Um, right, right, right. And that is a fair complaint. I, I don't think that there's a tier where if you have a lot of photos, but you're not necessarily a pro that you can pay, you know, only 10 bucks a month or something like that and still get everything you need. Like if you need a terabyte of storage or you need five terabytes of storage, um, there's there's nothing for you. Like they really don't have a plan that's, that's affordable. Um, if you're not, if you can't justify the kind of money that you, you know, would be spending on this if you make your living with these tools. So I understand the discomfort there. Yeah, luckily Adobe has been very smart because they know there are other options out there. So they're just saying, well, if our proposition doesn't feel worth it to you personally, feel free to explore other alternatives. That's just the way of the market. Yeah, and I've seen a lot of people doing that and that's perfectly reasonable. Um, but ultimately, if you're stuck in the ecosystem, we're not stuck, but you're you're happy with the workflow and, and everything like that, you're going to upgrade and you're going to have a whole new set of tools available to you and a new workflow and you may or may not like it. But like you said, Alvaro, this is clearly where 
Adobe is taking their software. And I have a feeling yeah. that it's going to be something that we see. Like Adobe is a bit ahead of the curve in this sense. Um, if you remember, you know, Capture One is now a subscription yes. option as well and so on and so forth. Like they're going to pull others in the same direction. So whether you adopt it now or you adopt it five years from now when everyone else has to do the same thing to survive, you're still going down this road, right? So you may as well, you may as well get used to it um, early on and be proactive about it and be part of the conversation with the developers during the process when you can still influence things rather than when it's all become, you know, solidified and they can't change anything anymore. Exactly, exactly. And I'm I'm in the group, in the minority group that has to pay more than we used to because I'm going from paying 10 bucks a month to paying 20 exactly twice what I was paying before. Yeah. Because I want I still want to have access to not not exactly Lightroom Classic, but it's more about Photoshop for me because I really go into Photoshop sometimes for more precise edits yeah. that you can't really do in Lightroom. So yeah, I'm in the sort of worst case scenario because none of the plans that are worth uh, 10 bucks are really useful to me and I have to go with the, with the higher end one. But that's fine. I, I'm aware that I'm not a typical user, uh, if you want to say it that way. And but I think like I don't I don't know how to put a number on it, but I'm betting more than half of the users out there, way more than half the users out there, will be able to make one of the ten bucks a month plans work for them. And that's still a very it's still great value. Hey, it's what I'm on, guys. Yeah. I, I'm I'm sticking with the ten dollar classic CC, twenty gigs of storage to start. That was my plan, and really the only reason I'm sticking with that one is because like, like I don't have any sort of internet connection that could possibly upload all the files that I would need it to upload. So, um, and uh, like I know that you can mer or you can um, convert like old Lightroom catalogs and, and convert them. And you could, I could just go with like the $10 Lightroom CC, one terabyte of online storage and off we go. Right. Uh, but I don't know, like I'm really hesitant to give up classic if only just, I, I don't know about you guys, but I reference my old photos like a lot. I, I'm found like the other day I went into Micah, a 2015 catalog to look for a certain photo and um, which like I'll touch on in a bit, but I'm really excited about Lightroom CC for that. But I, I end up going back a lot to reference things. So I'm just a little hesitant to end up converting all of those catalogs and then uploading all of that up to Lightroom CC on like a five megabyte connection. Like right. it's just not going to happen. So I'm starting with the cheapest Lightroom CC plan that I can get. And I'm just going to start like a brand new library. Boom, done. No new photos in it. I don't have any photos in it right now. I haven't had a chance to take out my my camera recently. Um, but yeah, and off I go. And I get the nice little brand new logo sitting in my dock and on my home screens on my iPad and I and my iPhone. It is pretty beautiful. And honestly, that's that's not a bad way to go about it at all. Like if you're starting from scratch and think about Lightroom CC as the new place your photos are gonna are going to live from now on, the, the photos that you're going to take from now on, it makes perfect sense. So right. yeah. So that referencing thing, like we should dive into that because I again occasionally I'll get an email that, or, or I'll be talking to somebody on the Blanc media team where it's like, Hey, do you have an old photo of this or an old photo of that? And like, I'll have to jump into an old catalog and try to search through things. And you know, of course, like you'll move the catalog and then it's not referencing the right location. And then you get those little exclamation marks and it's like, Oh no, death yeah. from above, you know, just the worst. So I have to admit like the new, what's it called? Adobe sensei. Is that right? Sensei. Yep. yep. Sensei. Yeah. Sensei. Yep. There we go. So like, you upload everything into Lightroom's 
cloud or into Adobe's cloud and from anywhere, web, iPhone, iPad, Mac, you can just search and it'll use some sort of cool machine learning thing and show all photos in your catalog that have water in them or a dog or I mean, I think it'd be cool if they could show all photos of an iPhone, but gut feeling tells me that won't work immediately, maybe down in the road, whatever. But like to reference things in old catalogs, this is definitely an improvement, like a huge ginormous jump forward for mankind or photographer kind, <laughs> you know, I'm very, very, very excited about that. And that's probably the single biggest reason why I, I want to get into Lightroom CC over, it might take two or three years to get, you know, all of the things that I would reference into the cloud and it'll take two or three years to upload them all. <laughs> um, but you know, th that, that's probably the biggest jump for me personally is being able to reference old photos and just search things, um, on the spot done rather than having to load an old catalog or something like that. Yeah, there's really a lot of potential hidden in that new Sensei technology. And I, I just got to say, if it's not Wicked Smart, I'm going to be very disappointed that they use such a cool name for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but we'll see. I guess we'll see. Yeah. But I think that it also it also unlocks a, a few new avenues that uh, that otherwise would not have been practical to deploy at scale. And, and I'm talking about um, computational photography, which we've seen a lot in the hardware of uh, of modern smartphones and things like that, where... You know, yep. you, you, you're taking a raw bit of image data, but then you're able to use very sophisticated computation to do things with it that replace certain, you know, real world techniques um, in photography. And I think that the ability to um, offload all of that search processing, all of that storage, all of that into Adobe's own cloud means that they can bring to bear whatever kind of technological advances that they come up with in terms of machine learning, in terms of computational processing, like... You know, we've seen this uh, very successfully in the form of Google Photos and even to a slightly lesser extent, um, iCloud Photo Library. Like both of these are showing the potential of these kinds of technologies. So to me, it seems like a very natural step that Adobe would have their own equivalent. And yeah. the big question is going to be exactly what you said, Oliver. Like, is it going to be smart enough to deserve that name? Is it going to be something that we really, um, you know, that, that feels like an upgrade over what we were doing before? And in my case, what we were doing before is is nothing because I cannot possibly be bothered to go through photos and be you know, keywording them manually and all that crap. Oh, like, I don't, yeah, no, life is not. too short for that. And I understand that, you know, for a lot of people, especially the guys doing stock, um, the guys and gals doing stock, the guys and gals doing um, like big scale event, um, you, you know, like where they have a, a huge throughput and, you know, there's, there's context where that makes sense. But for the kind of work that I do and for the kind of shooting that I think your average casual user does, um, this is a much better solution because it means that it's using machine intelligence to interpret what's going on in the photos. So all you have to do is know what you're looking for. You don't have to spend hours manually uh, tagging things. And uh, I, I think that's a great advancement. I'm, I'm looking forward to trying that out because um, like you, Josh, every now and then I'm asked to you know go through and look for something that's from three years ago or something like that. And if I happen to not, you know, have a, a well-organized event folder or something like that where I've put it, then, you know, it's quite tedious to find. Whereas if I'm able to just say, oh yeah, ocean and pull up all those photos and narrow it down even further from there, that would be a huge time saver. And it's definitely like the future of, of this kind of thing. So, uh, another thing that is kind of, not, not that it bugs me. I, one day it's going to happen. One day I keep keeping my fingers crossed, uh, but we're going to get user presets 
that are syncable between the Mac version and the iPad and the iPhone. Here, here. Yeah. Today's not that day, uh, but I I can't be the only person in the entire world who like relies 100% on user presets as my workflow. Like, you know, I, I have some that I've created myself. I've bought some. I've... It, whatever. I import them. I import my photos. I find the ones that like, look, okay, reasonable. I make a few adjustments and then boom, I throw on a preset. Like that's my workflow. And I guarantee you there's other people that do this. And I guarantee you I'm not the only guy who's a little tad annoyed that these user presets just will not come to iOS. Right. I mean, I think that, you know, we, we spoke not that long ago to Josh Haftel, who, uh, by the way, he's he's been doing some uh, really great videos on the Lightroom channel on YouTube, uh, describing some of the new features. And uh, I mean, it's clear that they're aware of these, uh, you know, inconsistencies. He actually mentions explicitly in one of the videos, I, I almost laughed. Um, one of the funny things that we were um, shocked about is that there is no curves tool anymore in Lightroom CC, <laughs> but there is a curves tool in Lightroom Mobile. And, you know, he explicitly called it out and said, like, you know, there's no curves in the desktop version yet. Right. So I have a feeling that there's still a lot of um, a lot of feature work being done on um on Lightroom CC on the desktop, which makes sense to me. And I'm actually a little bit encouraged by this because in my mind, if they are just now playing catch up with the features, it means that they've probably been spending months worth of effort getting the infrastructure working perfectly. Oh, and yeah. that's actually the more important part, especially in a product like this. Like I would much rather have fewer features to start with in the desktop version, but have an absolutely rock solid underpinning. Like if the foundations are fine, I'm, I'm 100% behind it. Right. Don't get me wrong. I'm not here. I, I guess I was complaining. I, I'm just very, very, very excited for that user preset thing to come to iOS. It, it's inevitable. It has to come to iOS. People are dying to use their iPads and their Apple pencils to edit photos. Like that just seems like the natural way forward, at least in my mind. That's what I want to do. I know it's coming. It's just I'm dying for it to happen now. I'd love totally. to just like not use this keyboard on my MacBook Pro anymore and never have to touch it except for when we record this podcast. <laughs> and you know what? You're actually pretty close to that workflow. Like right now, um, realistically- It is close, totally. You can apply the preset on your desktop and then walk away and pick up your iPad and continue tweaking it from there, right? So it's mm -hmm. it's not like it's impossible to, to maintain a similar workflow, but yeah, I mean, it is, I'm right there with you. Like I, I wish that I could have my, my collection of presets follow me around right. uh, on my phone and iPad. And it's, you know, it's not there yet. I, I have a feeling that it's more complicated than we understand. And that's, that's what, you know, Josh was hinting at. So other Josh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not Manitoba. Not Manitoba. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, we, we do have workarounds to sort of have presets on, on mobile. Because you can create a collection of images, sort of reference images, and save one preset to each image, and then just sync the settings across. Yeah, and then copy them. Absolutely. And that's, right. that's you still copy, a... Right, copy-paste, and that's yeah. almost like having native presets. It's not quite, because it's not a seamless, it's not a just one-tap operation. Yeah. But it's still fairly usable. No, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. But totally. So, you know, there's there's some feature catch up, and actually on that same on that same subject, we should mention that you also lose access to things like um, the panorama merging, um, HDR. So there there are still some there are still some big features that you're gonna have to go back to Lightroom Classic to do, or you know toss it out to Photoshop. Um, but that's still very easy. Like the round tripping between Lightroom CC or Lightroom Classic to Photoshop, or Lightroom CC to Lightroom Classic and back again is is really quite seamless at this point. So if you do find yourself um, needing to use those features, 
you can very easily access them again as long as you you know you're on a plan that has access to those other apps as well. Um, and and I have a feeling that if you're the kind of person who's paying that much for those plans, then you know like if you need those features, you're gonna be on those plans is what I'm getting at. So I, I think it's probably okay. I do look forward to Lightroom CC reaching feature parity and eventually pulling ahead in again in the areas of computational photography and what that can unlock that is not possible or not practical on uh, you know the classic version, right? Um, and it's going to be fun. You know, for for now they're they're different and they're they're only going to become more different as time goes on. Um, but in the meantime, we've got a, a, an ecosystem that works well and it's it's fairly safe. I, I think that's the you know, people are very threatened by this because it's it's a very big change. But the reality is, if you think about it, there's not a whole lot to lose by trying it out. Yeah, absolutely. Do you guys want to make a bet? All right. What's the bet? We're good at these. I bet that within six months, I will have downsized to the plan that only includes Lightroom CC because they will have added the features that I need to work just on the standalone Lightroom CC. Yeah, I'm not taking that bet. <laughs> not even maybe. <laughs> uh, I'm going to bet it's going to be four months. I don't think it's going to oh, be six. interesting. You optimists, cheapers. Don't think it's going to be. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I think what's going to happen is they're going to start adding more and more features, and it's going to be like one thing that's not added yet. It'll be panoramas, or it'll be HDR, it'll be whatever. It'll be one thing. And there'll be other apps that you already own that do a great job with that. And you'll be like, okay, I can right. have my cost for the Adobe subscription if I just use Affinity for this instead, for instance, or whatever the case may right. be. And I think that that's going to happen sooner rather than later. So yeah, I'm going to say four months is my guess. Within four months, you will be down to CC only, shooting an X100F. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> that's just mean. That's just mean. I couldn't resist. I couldn't resist. Have you guys tried the uh, the web version of the new Lightroom CC? Yeah. I tried it today a little bit. I, I didn't have any photos in it, but I just kind of looked around. And, and I did it on a 2000, oh boy, I bet you it's a 2009 laptop that I use at work. <laughs> it has the cool, like the best number keypad. That's why I stick to it. I just, I can fly <laughs> on it. Hey, Old habits die hard, guys. No, I, no judgment. That's just hey. Yeah. And realistically, like I'm a spreadsheet user. Like you know, like a two thousand. Yeah, you, computer you do could need use. a number keypad. Yeah. And and I like a two thousand laptop or like two thousand one laptop could like you know do what I need to do. Anyway, regardless, I hopped in there on Chrome, Google Chrome, and you can yeah, like it's it's all right there. And I think I, you'd have to think that the browser version, the web version, will be a bit of a stumbling block for any new features. Like if they're going to bring it into Lightroom CC for Mac, like the desktop app, they're going to have to bring it into, I guess, maybe not feature parity online, but it'd be close, I'm sure. And there's just got to be a ton of stumbling blocks to be able to make it work in a browser. Potentially. I mean, it's hard to know how they've architected it behind the scenes, right? It might be relatively straightforward for them to make that happen. Like assuming that all of the the complicated stuff is actually happening in the cloud um, or, yeah. you know, it, it may or may not actually be straightforward to to maintain feature parity even across the web. But I, I think the the big thing is that the the web um, side of it right now is much more developed. Like it used to be the case that Lightroom for web was basically just a way for you to view collections that you'd shared with people. And, and you know, it was just like a, a very basic album view. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what they intend to do with it. Like I'm, I'm not quite clear yet what the, uh, the long-term vision for the web version is, right? Like, is it supposed to be the case that you can just sort of use it 
as Lightroom, like as an editing platform? Like, is that what they're envisioning? Like, I'm going to go to the public library and, and just log in and do some photo editing? Like, I, I'm not clear right. on what the intent is long term. Hey, in my case, like literally, I sometimes I don't take the laptop to work my my personal Mac laptop to the office. So, you know, I could do things on iPad. Fair enough if I bring that with. And sometimes I just don't have anything. So I would jump into my work laptop. I can't imagine maybe I'm the only, again, maybe I'm the only person in the world that does that. But like I could totally see myself needing that browser version often. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. The question is, I don't I don't know because I haven't tried it yet. Maybe you guys can uh, answer me this. Does it use local, the the local processor of the machine to do the edits when you're on the web version or, or is the processing done on the cloud and you're just sort of visualizing the changes as they happen? It must be the cloud. I mean, I don't, it, it seems like the only thing the web must be doing is sending metadata instructions back, right? And then the, the cloud is what's rendering the preview. Because in that case, maintaining feature parity is really not that hard. If they If they have a server that can do all of the edits that the desktop version can do, then that's yeah. that's just it. You're just sending commands to that remote computer and visualizing the results. That's not really on the other hand, isn't you know, wouldn't that also be what how the desktop app works? And I don't think that's the case. So I don't, I don't know yet. I mean, it's there's a lot of stuff that's unclear, especially architecturally. Um, and I haven't done experiments like you know going offline while using the app and seeing what works and what doesn't, and um, if anything changes. Right. Um, but it's, you know, it's promising. I, I do want to mention, though, I think the most important part of the ecosystem um, is, you know, the the one that we've left for last because it's the best part um, is, of course, the the Apple TV app. Of course. For of course. That is that's is clearly the most important piece. The most the important piece. <laughs> um, but <laughs> Especially now that there's a 4K TV. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I actually... So I'm I'm kidding, but I'm also half serious because I, I think that as um as people have more in their Lightroom catalogs uh, that's accessible to the cloud version, you know, to to the Apple TV app and and all of that, it'll actually become a better um, showcase app. Yeah, you know, great, like great that, screensaver. Yeah. Yeah. Ten dollars a month for my Apple TV screensaver. Well, screensaver, but also like if you're gonna show if you're gonna show family members, um, you know, you've you've had an event, you've taken some I, photos for and you sure. want to show totally. You know, like yep. it's actually that's fair. You know, that's pretty good. And it it makes me wonder what else they can do with that version. Like, is it going to remain just a showcase? Is there other stuff that they can do with Apple TV given that it's, you know, starting to get a more powerful processor, it's got onboard storage, like you know, what what possibilities exist there? Um, so it's it's interesting. They've certainly, you know, dipped their toe into all corners of media uh, platforms right now. So that's that's kind of interesting. I'll say this much: I would pay to see you editing pictures with the Apple TV remote. <laughs> oh, like right now? There's right? no yeah, amount of money. Absolutely. There is no amount of money that would convince me to do that. Uh, no. Oh man. Yeah, you, you, it'd be smarter to try to make Siri make adjustments on your photo. Oh, God, yeah. Right. Hey, Siri, drop the brightness. Hey, Siri, oh, God, yeah. No, oh. I hope everyone's phone is going off now. Oh, crap, yeah, sorry. Oh, boy, telephone or whatever we I was going to say that, but then my thing would be. Oh, man. We can blip it out. No, we won't. <laughs> I can just imagine. I'm sorry, Marius. I didn't understand. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you should totally apologize for saying, hey, Siri, 
Oh, God. It, that's that's not cool, man. <laughs> you should never say, hey, Siri, when you're <laughs> hey, recording seriously, a podcast. Guys. <laughs> yeah, it's just poor etiquette, man. Uh, <laughs> all right, so... Big picture, how are we feeling about this? This was this was a you know there there have been other updates by the way to other apps, but this the only ones that are really relevant to us are, are these ones because Photoshop got some. Um, I, I guess we sh- we should mention so Photoshop and Adobe Camera Raw both got some uh, really useful masking features. You you now have easier luminosity masks and color masks uh, available for um, refining. Basically, if you're trying to make adjustments to things and you want to just apply it to the dark areas or the the brighter areas or just to the red parts of the image and stuff like that. It was possible to do this in Photoshop before, um, but you had to go through a bunch of different steps to do it. And now it's just a seamless part of um, Camera Raw. So that's kind of neat. But fundamentally, it's it's all about the new Lightroom. So I don't know. How how are we feeling about this? Like, Does this feel like... They've justified the subscription fee. Like, are we feeling good about what they've been up to? Here's my my big, big words for the day. I'm going to say I'm apprehensively positive. So, like, I'm I'm going to jump in, but I'm going to be skeptical um, with every step of the way. Uh, but I am more than willing to give this a, a shot. Um, I prefer Lightroom over Apple Photos. Like, essentially, I wouldn't say that they're feature unique or equal between app iCloud photo library and Lightroom CCs, you know, all the, the, the plan that they have now, they're not feature yeah. equal, but they're quite close. Like you, you could argue, like you could pay the four bucks for the 200 gigabyte iCloud account and do a bunch of stuff there. Right. Or, or whatever you wanted to do. So, yeah, you know, I, I'm, but I prefer Lightroom. I have always preferred Lightroom. I never really liked Aperture either. So, uh, that's why I, I would rather pay the money and and do it this way rather than iCloud Photo Library, but I'm I'm skeptical. Adobe isn't Apple, you know. Apple has so right. many more resources, and and iCloud Photo Library is really good. Like it's the the pick on the suite setup, and like it, it's a good good solution. Um, so Adobe does have big shoes to fill, but um, I I think they can do it. So I'm apprehensively positive. Wow, well said. Yes. Like an essay. I'm just, uh, I think I'm optimistic about it without reserves. I'm ready to give it a, a shot and I have no doubt it's going to go well, really, because they've taken their time to get it right. And I, I think they have gotten it right. Uh, it's too soon to tell yet, but I'm optimistic. And I'll tell you this much. I like Lightroom. I've never had terrible performance problems like everybody else seems to have. I've never had it crash on me. I've never had it lose any data on me. So it's rock solid uh, in terms of reliability. I would like to get better performance out of it for sure. Who wouldn't? But it's it's a piece of software that's done its job remarkably well for me in the, in the time that I've used it. Having said that, I am so bored of it. I am totally ready for something new. And this feels like it's something new enough to get me excited about using Lightroom again, which is saying a lot. So yeah, I'm optimistic and I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Yeah. Marius. Yeah. I'm I'm with you guys. Like I, I feel so what you what you said earlier, Josh, reminded me, like with this update, someone like my mom, for instance, is canceling her Adobe subscription. And the reason is that as of um, Mac OS High Sierra, 
Photos now has robust enough edit tools that someone like her who is really only interested in photo editing as a casual thing, it's not, it's not something that she's doing professionally. So for her, it's not only cheaper, it's also easier from a lot of different ways because it's just sort of natively everywhere. Um, and I think that a lot of, uh, like, Adobe's going to lose a lot of casual users um, in exactly the same way and for exactly the same reasons. And, and that's okay because... If anything, this move from them feels to me like uh, doubling down on the professional market, the true professional market. And they've been very generous. Like the $10 plan from last year uh, was really a lot of value for money. And they sort of had to lead with that because they were the ones pioneering this idea of, okay, you're going to subscribe to our software instead of buying a copy of it. And that that was a very difficult pill to swallow. It's a pill that a lot of people are still not swallowing and refusing to, uh, you know, th and that's fine. But the idea is that now Adobe can say, all right, we've got the people on board who are going to be getting on board. Like if you're not on board at this point, chances are you're going to be holding out until you're, you know, and that's fine. They're, they're basically saying, okay, now we need to focus on the people who are with us and we need to start working harder to give them um, more and yeah. to focus on. And you know what? I'm, I'm like, it's a difficult business decision. They're not going to make everyone happy but they're going to make the people who are on board happier. And I think that that is a good goal. So here, just a quick addendum. Uh, the first question when you download the iPhone and the iPad version, the first question when you jump into the app is, would you like to sync your camera roll to you know, the, the, the Lightroom app. Well, like that is literally yeah. like almost word for word what iCloud Photo Library does. And iCloud Photo Library is cheaper. I think that first step is going to be a lot of reminder to, for people where they're like, what? Like, why would I spend $10 to do this when and I don't even use these features, like especially the higher end editing features, like I don't use them. I'm just going to stick to photos. So I think you're totally right. I think that Apple Photos is going to see a major boost, maybe not major boost, but like a boost of, of like you said, prior Adobe subscribers who realize now that kind of they're, they're basically feature equal for, for the most part. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I couldn't agree more, especially that first question. Or they're just not the target market. Like it's like you said, it's, it's like, oh, wait, I'm not using all these features. Why am right. I paying in two places when this cheaper version right. yeah, yeah. of... This, you know, totally. it's a, a cheaper solution to my problem. So four bucks for iCloud, 200 gigs of storage. And that could be family storage for music. It could be family storage for yeah. videos, for anything. And here you get 20 gigs of storage for 10 bucks and it's photos only. I don't know. Like it's not worth it, period. If that's what your the point is, the point has to be that you have, uh, that you need these extra editing features. And same idea for Google Photos and, and uh, you know, Google Drive and all that on the Android side, by the way. That's that's a similar mm -hmm. value proposition there. But forget about that. If you're a Prime subscriber, an Amazon Prime subscriber, you have unlimited photos for free, just included in your subscription. So that's, if it's just about the storage, it's never going to be price competitive because you just can't beat Amazon at that game, period. No one can. Definitely not. I'm just not imagining a user that's like I, that shoots iPhone only in this scenario. I, I really do think that this is a person uh, like would be Lightroom CC subscribers are going to be people with I don't I just assume people with people with cameras like legitimate dedicated cameras yeah. done. If you only own an iPhone, I just don't think this product's for you. Yeah, you're probably right. I personally, I would never in a million years answer yes to that question of do you want to sync the camera roll. 
No way. Yeah, no, definitely not. No, as fast as I could. <laughs> yeah, no, same, same. But it's a, it's a different, you know, that's a very different thing. Like for us, things, and this might just be a mentality thing, honestly. I wonder if this will change over time now that Lightroom behaves and exists the way it does. But I've always just thought of, uh, you know, the camera roll in, in my phone as a different kind of destination for photos than what ends up in Lightroom. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't necessarily have to be the case. So that that's something that I'm willing to revisit in the future. Um, but, you know, the, the first step is just getting my 40,000 or however many photos into the cloud and getting over that hurdle. Yeah, I think that the, the problem is that it's not a two-way street because every picture that you take with your camera and ends up in Lightroom, it's okay if that also ends up in your camera roll. But not every picture that you take with your phone is good enough to go into Lightroom. That's the problem. It's it's on the phone side. Yeah. Because I take a lot of stupid images on my phone and I don't want those on the cloud on Lightroom. <sighs> See, on any cloud, period. <laughs> it's a little backwards for me though because I actually, like I take relatively few iPhone shots and the ones that I do, I'm, I'm usually quite ruthless about deleting the shitty ones and just keeping the ones that I feel good about. And then even worse than that, once I'm done editing shots in Lightroom, I export them and those full res exports go into iCloud photo library so that I can have easy access to them on, on every device. So that's, uh, you know, for me, I'm, I'm kind of using iCloud photo library the way that Lightroom wants me to use Lightroom CC. So you're going the other direction. Yeah. Like I might have to change my, my approach to this stuff now. And, and, you know, again, like I said, I'm, I'm willing to do that. I think that it's, uh, it is exciting to, to, you know, revisit your workflow every now and then and, and see if things can be improved. And it might be the case that I say, no, you know what, the way I'm doing things is fine, but I just like that we now have an excuse to to rethink these things and potentially find a better way of working, a better way of organizing our files and, uh, you know, doing it within an ecosystem that we're already very familiar with. An excuse to spend more money. That too. Do we need more excuses? <laughs> no. But seriously, okay, last thing before we, before we leave. So... So I, we're having a baby in, in a month or about a month, five months, five, five months, five weeks, six weeks, somewhere in there. So, wow. Is that, is it that close already? It's getting close. Yeah. Like Jacqueline wow, is, man. yeah, she's, she's getting there. It feels like yesterday that you told us that you just. I know. Right. It is, it is flying by. So the most important thing, we bought a car seat. We did all that jazz. Here's the most important part. This is, so this is our first child. And the most important part about the entire thing is what type of scotch do I buy? <laughs> you still haven't decided oh, on the scotch? I couldn't <laughs> no. agree more. Oh, I, I don't God. know what to do. I could. Oh man, so much responsibility. <laughs> it's seriously. I'm willing to spend just about any amount of money. Baby's first scotch. Mm. <laughs> well, you know, I'm partial to the Macallans, but I know, but there's no 18 year anywhere right. in like in the entire world. Yeah, man. So if you're lucky, you you no, I, I don't. I don't know when it is that they make every year yearly release, but they release one every year and it, it just flies off the shelves. What a business to be in, hey? <laughs> you yeah. have one batch and it sells out before you can even open it. Incredible. Um, so right now I'm leaning towards... But you can buy the 25. That that one never sells out. Right. And that's like what? But it's like $1,000. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that one's off the shelf. Uh, so I'm, I was thinking... Either if I go cheap, I'm going to get a bottle of Lagavulin 16. I like the Lagavulin 
16. It's good. It's only 16. Yeah, it is it. a it is a great whiskey. But it, it's great. For sure. And if I go on the high end, um, there was ah oh, shoot, it, the name is escaping me now. There's another one that's a 21 year, Maccabee or something like that. Balvini. Yeah, that's the one. There it is. There. It, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the one I was thinking. Okay. I, I have no idea how to pronounce that. So sorry. You did if, okay. If if I mangled it. But. So. Yeah, like on the higher end, I was thinking that that might be the the better option. So do you got yeah, the twenty one year is uh, an excellent scotch. I okay. tried it in Toronto precisely. Wow. Uh, and and uh, yeah, it's amazing. Okay. Really, really nice. And any other recommendations? Be sure to get the double wood, the the like the the one that's aged in oak casks and then sherry casks. Oh. That's a pretty pretty nice one. So that's yeah. your recommendation. It would be in the shortlist for sure. Wow. Not, I'm not sure if that would be the one, but yeah, it's okay. It's definitely worth it. What's yeah. the one? Well, the one would probably be the McCallan 18, oh, oh, but since right, that's not right, an option. Right, right. <laughs> I don't know. I think I might go, hmm, it's a good question. Do some research. I'd have to think. I'd have to think about it. Yeah, you can do all the research for Actually. me. I don't have to do anything. <laughs> you just got to go spend the money. I also it has to be available here too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's sure. Yeah. That's the problem. It has to be available. Too. That's a big one. Marius, do you, are you a Scotch drinker? No, not really. Oh, I mean, okay. I do. I do socially, but it's not something that I you know willingly go out and spend a lot of money on. I'm I'm really right. a wine guy. That's what I'm willing to spend good money on in the drinks space. Although. I did yesterday, um, so I had friend of the show Thomas over, and uh, uh, they brought over a a peach sake. I'm tr- I'm struggling to remember what brand it was, but that was really cool. I had never tried peach sake before, and it's mm-hmm. delicious. So you know, wow, always try new things. But yeah, no scotch. Hey, scotch. I'm like, eh, I'm most of it. I'm getting the sort of taste like feet vibes from it and like the really good stuff <laughs> no the really good stuff i don't like i'm like oh this doesn't taste like feet but it's still not a flavor that is very satisfying to me so i'm like oh yes this is so great and i should get a cigar and whatever but i no <laughs> take wine any day. we're gonna all fly to toronto sometime and we'll just bring bottles of scotch with us yeah that's fine i'm, we'll, I'm open we'll to drinking scotch your scotch party. i'm just not gonna spend my money <laughs> open on to it. drinking my scotch yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so josh i might have Sort of a compromise solution okay, for fire you. Okay, fire away. Uh, you know the website Master of Malt? Okay. It's Those are probably the biggest sellers of whiskey in Europe. Okay. And they ship worldwide, I think. They have the Macallan 18. They don't have whole bottles, but they have samples of it, which are single drinks measures. Okay. Like three centiliters each. So you can buy a bunch of those and it'll be like... Hmm. that's almost tempting yeah it's not quite the same thing (laughs) here's my sample box guys let's cheers to baby girl (laughs) oh by the way (laughs) i I put that on the air i haven't told anybody about that yet woo i haven't told anybody online about that yet but anyway oh that that is a girl yeah Ah, yeah Yeah. baby girl that's right you're your first little princess you're you guys already have a name we do that is Sacred ground. Not allowed to say it. Oh, okay. Okay. Fair enough. Yep. You'd get in trouble. Yeah, I would get in <laughs> trouble. Beyond trouble. That's okay. I've already leaked that it's a that we're having a baby girl. So I'm so super excited, guys. I can't keep yeah. the excitement in anymore. Imagine, so man. we're we're getting closer, and uh, and we're all very anxious in the Ginter household right now. That's a good sign. Woo! 